Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey gang, welcome to episode number 45 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I'm Drew Helmholt with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam Bowser with Bowser Consulting. In this episode, we're going to discuss the book, The Sale by John Gordon and Alex Demzak. But before we get into that, hey, Willie, can you tell us where we're at? On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. That's right. If the sound quality isn't great, that's because I am indeed on the road again. And this is coming to you from the inside of my SUV that is apparently equipped with satellite internet. Hey, I got to tell you, I'm. I was nervous for a second because I live out in in the farmlands of Michigan and, and I was worried that your internet quality from your car would be better than my home. And luckily, not the case. So I, I can continue feeling confident in myself that my internet quality at my house today is better than your car. Well, my internet quality today, wait for it, is better than yesterday. Oh, <laughs> another plug you know it's so easy to plug that company isn't it yeah it was um you know you've had a bunch of good decisions uh over your career and continue to in your consulting but uh, the day you chose the name of your business uh is probably in the top five of your decisions ever made nicely done my friend yeah wife would be would be number one business names probably top five yeah all right, well, let's uh, let's jump into the Twilight Zone. And uh, Lucas, give us some Burgess Meredith. Books, books, all the books I'll need, all the books, all the books I'll ever want. Twilight Zone, isn't that like Golden Earring or something? Isn't that? That is uh, a fantastic Earring? song from, it is indeed Golden Earring. Hey, Lucas, give us a little Twilight Zone. Listeners who are less than 40 have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Gosh, I think it's uh, I think it could be less than 50, actually, Drew, because that was from my high school days. And uh, as you're so quick to mention to the listeners, I'm old. So John Gordon just keeps pumping out great books. And uh, this one, The Sale, is his latest book available through either of our websites right now, you can go in there and uh, buy it for the same price you get at Amazon. And Drew and I will get about uh, 17 cents if you get it through our affiliate site. So we'd appreciate that. But uh, this is uh, the number one strategy to build trust and create success. And like all books that John writes, 
at least all the ones that we've, no, that's not true because uh, winning the locker room first was, was uh, based on the true story of the Atlantic Falcons. So like most books that John writes, he writes them in the style that both Drew and I are a big fan of, and that's the fable. And this one takes us through Matt and Jerry. Jerry is the grandfather and founder of a aerospace business. And Matt is the grandson who is the heir apparent. And again, like most of John's books, a real easy read. Let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of it, decide if it was a good read. I completely agree. So as, as you said, it is a business fable and we love our fables because they're easy to read. And you know how we are with our books. We love easy to read. And for me, this one took about two hours. I was on a plane flight. I was done in less than a plane flight, including highlighting and, and covering some pages. So as Sam was saying, you've got this relationship between the grandfather owns the company and the grandson who is your 70 hour week workaholic kind of person. And I got to admit, Sam, like, like there was a spot in the book where I had to stop reading for like five minutes while I was on the plane because they describe how Matt misses a stunned ball game that he promised and how he's gone all the time and he and the wife are having problems. And like, it hit me because when you and I worked together in 09, we had the high performance franchise class that we were told to teach. And originally when, when we were given crud, I think we were a team of three. I was still hiring people because I didn't hire Teresa till halfway through that year. And so I'm onboarding you guys into what we're trying to do. Stan and Gage and I are building out this content and there's 1,200 franchisees and legal tells us we've got two years to train them. So I know when you and I first talked about it, we were like, cool, no problem. We get through like the first month of classes and some Scott Henshaw guys like, I want it done by the middle of October. And so we go from a two-year window to train everybody to five months. And for me, I know you were in the building because you had other stuff you're working on, some like garlic around the rim thing, I think. And, and pizza prep school. But it meant for me, I was on the road for, I think it was 28 straight weeks. And I know you and I've talked about it. I, I missed my wife's birthday that year. I missed all three of my kids' birthdays that year. I missed everything that year. And that was like, it. Like I'm not doing that again. So when we hit that moment in the book, it was one of those, like, it's a business fable. We know the story he's trying to tell. We know how it's going to end. But that chapter there, I live that and it, and I know some of our list now are living that as well. You know, I thought one of the best parts of the book was where, you know, Matt's wife had obviously gone to the grandfather. They didn't spell that out in the book, but there's not a lot of other scenarios that make sense. And Matt's wife had gone to the grandfather and said, our, our, our marriage has fallen apart. Our kids don't respect dad anymore. And the next thing we're, we're reading, well, not the next thing. The reason I'm, I'm going to that place is because we're reading in the book that Jerry sits Matt down and he says, um, I've already booked the flight and booked the hotels and you're going to California with family next week and you're going to disconnect uh, and you're going to take seven days and you're going to go and you're going to reconnect with your family because that's what's most important. And I think what's really poignant for me, you know, I've got similar stories that you do. I think you remember when we were doing New and Inspired, we were in New Jersey and I was working on the curriculum. And, and by 
saying working on the curriculum, I was assigned to do the curriculum. And Lucas, uh, my son, had an issue and I had to leave New Jersey in a hurry. And I had to, you know, I was planning on finishing all the curriculum that week while we were in New Jersey. And then suddenly, you know, I'm, I'm tending to family needs, which I don't know if I ever apologized for this, but man, I'm sorry that that got dumped on your lap and you and Stan put together curriculum that was fantastic, even though you had delegated it to someone else who dropped the ball. But with that said, last week I made a decision. Well, I made a pitch to, to the consumer of my goods and services last week. And I said to this person, we're putting a huge investment into this curriculum we're doing. I'd like you to, to tell the participants to completely unplug from the moment the session begins to the moment the session is over, which included breaks and lunch. And he looked at me and he said, that's a great idea. And we do it. And the first day, two minutes into class, we tell everybody they should disconnect. And there were some, are you kidding me? And some hymns and haws. But the second day, the table in the front of the classroom was completely full of phones already without telling anybody. And surprisingly enough, the first day, no stores burned down. So the way I'm going to circle this back into the story is that I think sometimes we stay connected to work because we think we have to. And maybe there's a chance that we could develop and delegate and trust, but verify a little bit better to get us to a place where, where we don't have to do that. And I think Jerry was forcing Matt to come to that realization through sending him to California on the vacation. I look at it. I look at it. Uh, um, there's there's that piece of it. There's also the other cultural piece of it. We've had many a guest interview on here talk about grit and perseverance and how sometimes you just got to muscle through. And you and I have probably shared a story or two from our managing days where we talk about our 100-hour work weeks. There's a point where you're afraid to let go because you don't know what'll happen. And there's a point where you're afraid to let go because it's who you are and it's all you know, and your identity is wrapped up in that. We are fortunate enough to have Carrie on. And she said, Take a damn holiday. And that's so important. But, you know, occasionally we've got to set a time, special time just for ourselves. Just like Dr. Stephen Covey said in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you've got to take time to recharge your batteries and get in the game. And in the book, The Sale, Jerry understood that so well that he insisted that Matt, not just because he was his grandson, but because he was a valued team member and he could see it was going to crash and burn, he insisted that you've got to go take some time off and reconnect with your family. Now into the book for a minute to, to get into, because I, I don't know if you know, Sam, I, I kind of like process and system. There's this IG continuum. And I got to admit, when he tried to get it into the context of the story, it was, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit. I'm like, you're really, you're really forcing this in. But it's, it's actually, the concept is, is cool because we don't generally like, I don't think I've ever talked about it this way. And so what he says is you've got to start with integrity. You've got to be working from a place of, of truth for yourself. And then he calls it congruence where your actions match your words. 
And then that builds trust with the people you're talking to. And that becomes growth. It was just kind of funny, like shoehorning it in. It was to me, it was one of those moments where John was like, I really want to get this point across. It was kind of laughable in the in the story, but the the context of what he's talking about of in your head, be working towards something good, have your actions meet that, and then people will trust you. Then you can grow is a very cool way to lay out how to build that trust relationship, whether it's with a spouse, a child, or a teammate. Yeah, I mean, it's so important. And I love the fact that this particular message in this book is great for our listeners for them to help help get to a place where they're running their restaurant better. But the other thing that I love is that this is great life advice. This is going to help you be a more complete human being, a more well-rounded human being. And I, I really want to stress this next point, Drew. And that's when we talk about things like being a complete human being or having work-life balance. When I talk about those things, I'm not talking about a balance of time. I'm talking about a balance between your goals and your priorities and your values and how you act upon those things. So if you currently are setting high goals in your career and maintaining a priority in your personal life, then the balance of time may be completely unbalanced, but you're still setting aside precious time to make sure that those things that are still high in your value system, but not necessarily higher in your goals are getting attention. And I think the key to that is, you know, if you've set aside 50, 60, 70 hours, four, five, six, seven days to advance your career, that's okay if that's what your goals are and that's what your priorities are. When you're at your job, be present at your job. And then if you set aside five hours, 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours for your personal life, make sure that you're present in that personal life. And to me, that's how you attain this precious work-life balance. And I think Jerry understood that and knew that Matt's life was completely out of balance. And again, you know, I keep circling back to this vacation that he make, made him take. Now, I think that's what great leaders do. They understand that their team members need to be complete human beings if they're going to be successful doing what they're doing in their career. You're spot on. We're completely in the, the same spot. This isn't about the number of hours, right? It's about your priorities. And it's about, it's about doing stuff at work that improve your work. And it's about doing stuff at home that improve your home. And it was kind of the reason why I don't know if you remember, it was a couple of weeks ago now. I, I just asked a random poll on one of the Facebook groups because it came up at my wife's work. She put in for a day off and this is going to sound nuts, but they have their shifts and they're not allowed to say, I need the night shift off. You can work me a day. They just have to say like, I need Wednesday off. Yeah, that's nuts. Right. It, I mean, it kind of is right. Like, like I could still work in the morning, but that would require a conversation and whatever. This is going to sound crazy, but there's college night at Ikea coming up in July and she and the kids have done this now for whatever, four or five years and they, they dig it. And so she asked for that day off and her boss asked her what it was for. And she said, you know, doing this college night at Ikea. And her boss said, that's not a good enough reason to have the night off. Why are we asking people why they need the time off? First of all, it's none of your business. And second of all, who are you to say what their value system should be? Who are you to say what should take priority? 
And I can hear some folks screaming in the listening world right now. Sam, we, our team members just don't care as much about the store as we do. Hey, you're breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. Well, no kidding. You're in this for a career. They're in it for a part-time job. And that's okay. If they are doing the job when they're scheduled, that's what should matter to you. And if their idea of something that's more important than them delivering pizza is going to Ikea with their family to maintain a family tradition, and you think that's silly, one side of that equation is completely incorrect. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's your side of the equation if you're asking them why they want the time off. It's none of our business, gang. It just isn't. And for those of you that have been around for a minute, that's not the way we did business 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Times are changing and your team members value their time more than more than people of my generation ever did. And I got to be 100% honest with you. I'm not angry about it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that they've realized. Oh, completely agree. That how important their time is. And we've got to teach them that your, your time is important. And we want to respect that. You're also going to have to pay for the things you're going to do when you have your time. So we've got to help them find a balance. You know, as I'm saying this out loud, Drew, I think we've got to help them find a completely different balance than people needed to help us find. The pendulum has swung completely the other direction. And gosh darn it, if we get that thing right in the middle, we would be much happier on both sides of the equation. That's that people piece, right? It's it's filling out what the role is for that team member, how they actually feed into some bigger goal. And even if it's not a career goal for them, how they impact either the customer experience or the other team members around them when they're there. Like we have to explain that to them, that you matter here and, and this is how you matter and this is how it impacts it. And, and just to, for our listeners, so you understand, I don't want to know why you want off. I just want to know, hey, you said you need Wednesday off. Do you need the whole day off? Is there anything you can work? I think that's a valid question in today's environment. And then whatever the answer is, is cool. I agree. So on this episode of Drew and Sam Talk Digression, let's jump back into the sale and talk about what the main point of the book was and where, where John was taking us you know, in his little subtitle on the beginning, the number one strategy. You know, what he was getting to was that number one strategy is all about integrity. I think you do it in some of the classes too, Sam, that you talk about, talk about what matters to you. You talk about uh, maybe a leadership hall of fame, right? And for me, I am really clear with folks like my, my number one is integrity. The second you're lying to me, I, I'm done. Because if you're lying to me, I don't, I don't know what I can trust any further. And it's just such an effort for me to wonder if what you're saying is real or not, that it's just, I'm, I'm done. So it's, it's always integrity, but it means that, that I will operate at the highest level I can. And sometimes it means I'm giving partial information because that's all I've got. And sometimes it means I'm giving no information. I don't like the information I have and I need to like figure it out for like another day or two. And it's not that I'm lying or holding back. It's that 
I don't like what I'm about to say. And I need to, I need time to change that. It's funny how, when we talk about integrity, I'm just going to take a small leap that maybe your mind goes here as well with the experiences you've had, but I immediately go back to those six years between 2000 and 2006, when I was traveling around to 350 some stores twice a year and doing that snapshot of the customer experience and how many times people's integrity would come into question because they were getting unrealistic pressures from above on the day of the visit because processes hadn't been put into place many, many days, weeks, months before the visit. And I got into a pretty good discussion with, with a team member last week about just that thing. And he said to me, you know, what do you think about an evaluator pulling product out of a garbage can and then marking off because it was expired? And I said to him, you know, I, I need a little bit more data before I give you my opinion, because that story can go in all kinds of directions. I said, was it the first visit of the day? Was it the third visit in an area? Was product obviously room temperature in the garbage or was it cold and somebody had been alerted? that the evaluator was on the way or how expired was the product and as more and more details came out it was still cold okay <laughs> so it had just gone in the garbage maybe when they saw the vehicle pull in in the driveway but still not enough data for me to to make a rock solid case for why i would have or not taken off but then he says and they were two days expired so I started asking questions, which I like to do before I give opinion. And I said, what do you think the team member would have used them if the evaluator wasn't in town? And he looks at me without hesitation and says, oh, yeah, they would have used it. And I looked at him. And I said, so taking the points off was the right call because that's a snapshot of what the customer was going to get. Yeah. And, and we went back and forth for a while. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, either you've got integrity or you don't situation doesn't determine your integrity your core values determine your integrity and you do what you know is right whether you think somebody's looking or not got into a heated discussion with a franchisee when i was running the ops team over something very similar they had security cam footage of a coach looking at the cardboard boxes and then scoring for expired product and the franchisee was losing his mind and Luckily for me, the coach had sent me pictures because the stuff in the make line was dated correctly, but the boxes for the stuff they prepped that day and questions were answered that we take our trash out every day. So we prepped this item that was four days expired in its box and then put the correct dates on it to put it in the make line. There's not really a fight here. There's not really an argument here. And once I sent the franchisee the pictures, the franchisee was like, the franchisee was like, okay, I get it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I know, but like, to your point, we just got to operate with integrity. It's so much easier at the end of the day. It means occasionally you have to do something uncomfortable because sometimes being honest with someone isn't fun. Right. Those crucial conversations about integrity are never comfortable. No, but, but it's so, so much easier to sleep at night. It's so much less weight on your shoulders. You don't have to worry about who you told what to. I can tell you. From my experience at corporate, the entire whole, like, we're going to promote 
Jane and uh, Jim's going to get demoted and Bob's going to get transferred. And that's all happening in six weeks. I hated those conversations, despised them because, because people are moving folks around and changing their lives like chess pieces and no one's talking to them. But all those people were usually talking to me. And so like my team knew when something was going on because I would stop, I would stop reaching out for like two weeks because I couldn't, I couldn't have a conversation with you because I knew this thing. And in the beginning of my managing and directing career, I would hold that secret and I wouldn't tell them the last like three or four years. I was like, Oh no, you've told me I'm telling them. Oh no, you're not supposed to. I don't care. <laughs> like, nope, nope. They're going to know because either it's real or it's not. And, and that's what this entire book is about is about building trust. And, and if you're operating with a level of integrity with yourself and then your actions, that congruence, your actions are, are matching what your words are, your team is going to trust you. And, and it means it allows you to occasionally say, I can't have this conversation with you yet. Give me a day. They know that you're, you're doing this for their benefit. They know you're not holding back information, especially in the environment today, Sam. I don't know how we can operate without trust because if we violate that trust with somebody, like I said, there's three dozen other places hiring that could be paying more. If the only reason they're sticking with you is because they like you and you violate that trust, they don't have a reason to stick with you. Anymore. Yeah. Integrity is so important. Every book that's been written in the last three or four years talks about the importance of transparency. And one that I just recently read outside of our our book spotlights, Crucial Conversations, says transparency doesn't mean you tell everybody everything. Transparency means if they ask you a question and you can't tell them, you simply look at them and say, I'm sorry, I can't share that with you right now. Yes, I do know the answer, but I can't share that with you right now. And when the time is right, I'll be happy to. That's information that's confidential or that's information that can't be shared outside of the leadership right now, right now. But I want to let you know that, yes, we have talked about it. We've come to a decision that we think is going to benefit the team the best. And when the time is right, we will share with you what that is. And we'll be happy to talk about the process we took to get to that decision. Simply telling somebody, no, we don't have an answer for that yet. We're still mulling it over. That's not transparency. That's deception. So transparency, let's not confuse transparency with knowing everything. There are things we don't need to know. We don't need to know if our franchisee is in negotiations with the landlord to get a lower rent, or we don't need to know if our franchisee is looking at three new locations to to move our current restaurant. Because until it happens, if you're aware of that, then it's false hope. And if it doesn't happen, then we get into this, well, you said we were going to get a new restaurant and, and that's not great. Transparency is not all knowing. Let's, let's make sure we understand that. Transparency to me is 100% integrity. And I will answer your questions truthfully and to the fullest amount of the information I'm willing to give at this point. And I will also be transparent and tell you, I have other information that I'm not ready to share with you yet. It doesn't mean I don't trust you. It means it's not pertinent to the role you're playing in the organization at this point. And I think it will simply become a distraction. I agree. And Sam, I think we've been on the divergent highway long enough here, digression highway long enough. 
let's rank this book. Where are you putting this book? So I'm looking at this one. And uh, again, John, uh, fantastic writing. Uh, you obviously have a gift, which is why you have so many books and they do so well. This one is, is no different than that. For me, I love the message. And I love the way that message goes through the fable with Matt and Jerry. Uh, you know, there's, there's the big sale and there's a point of contention around integrity. Matt finds his way late in the game and everything ends well. But this one is uh, just going to simply be on the shelf for me. It's going to go next to my other John Gordon favorites. Uh, I'm going to keep it around. But I don't know that. I don't know that this is one that I would tell folks to set aside a couple of hours and read unless they're dealing with a team member with integrity issues, because I think this will help give them some stories or they could have their team member read the book and then they could share what they liked and disliked about the book and circle that back to what they're really trying to do. But as a broad basis for all of our listeners and all of our team members, I'm not sure this is one you've got to run right out by and, and, and sit down and read. So for me, Drew, this one's on the shelf. How about for you? I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. I, I look at this one and it's, it's, it's not something I can adjust into some kind of class. It's not something I even needed to add into a class. I do like the IG continuum of going from integrity to growth, but there's not enough there for that. And then to your point, to look at somebody and go, I really think you need to read this book. I mean, that's a hard, <laughs> crucial conversation. <laughs> and generally, generally in our consulting world, that's just it. In our consulting world, that's probably a step too far. So yeah, I would, I would say this one's on the shelf. Um, and yeah, to your point, um, it might be something that, that ends up kind of on the, the giveaway table every once in a while, but no, it's, it's on the shelf. So thanks so much for listening. We'd love it if you'd share these episodes with your friends, like them, follow us, subscribe, do something to tell us that you are listening and loving these episodes or not loving these episodes. This has been episode 45 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Fowler Consulting. Go out there, gang, sell more pizzas. And have more fun. That's all, folks.